how are you how are you balancing all this? I mean, you're in the hard one of the hardest years of your career. You're already active with your own side business, plus trying to learn more about it. On top of all that, like you're making all these changes in your fitness. How are you balancing it? I'm trying to map out every single day. I'm trying to take all of my goals and apply my goals to different time frames, you know, throughout the day. And I know that sounds like super regimented, but that's how I feel accomplished. And that's that's how I get things done. What's up, friends? Coach Ed here with The Fit Source. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The What's Fit Show. What's Fit was started to help share the stories of people that have taken control of their fitness. This starts with defining and sticking to a goal that is important to you. Your definition of what's fit should drive you, not some BS societal norm. This week, we have part two of our conversation with longtime member and all-around great human being, Jody Fishbein. In part one, we discussed how Jody transitioned from the classic yo-yo dieter to someone that puts herself first and makes fitness and health a long-term commitment. This week, we discuss where she is in her process now and how being a lifelong learner has helped her take her fitness to a different level. You know, we obviously mentioned multiple times uh, earlier when we were talking just about consistency and, and the, the two common themes, themes you keep coming, kept coming back to were consistency and learning. So let's take a step all the way back here and let's talk about give a little context for, for the people, uh, you know, you're an educator, you Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about who, like what age kids you work with and, and what you do with them. Yeah. I've been an educator for 26 years and, um, elementary school has been my specialty. I've worked in the classroom, uh, grades four five and six. And currently I work with students who have challenges with reading. So kids that are just a little bit below grade level or significantly below grade level. And I'm, and I'm working with those students currently in like small group instruction. So what's the, what's the strategy when a kid's below grade level? I know there's, I know there's a lot of variability there for anyone listening. My, my wife's a school psychologist. So I understand ish a little bit that there's the thing that I understand is there's a lot about education. We don't understand. (laughs) Well, you know, it is, it is diagnostic. Right. And so when, you know, when there's a student that has a certain reading deficit, you know, you have to diagnose it really, you have to dig deeper. There's different tests that I do. And I, I have the the students read to me and I test their fluency and their decoding skills, and then really just hone in on their deficits and really instruct them in, um, you know, in the areas where, where they need the most work in order to, to bring them up to level. Okay. And it's, it's interesting how when obviously that all just 100% is parallel to, to how we approach fitness, which makes so much sense as to why you dive into it so much. And I think that's the big thing is whether you want to call it a diagnosis in our industry, we tend to use different words. So people don't think we're pretending to be doctors. Um, but like whether it's a diagnosis an assessment, whatever you want to call it, landing on the cause of something is extremely important. And if you know in your situation, you're trying to get them to grade level, you already have a destination. In fitness, the destination is variable. So we have to know where somebody wants to go, but we have to peel all the way back to, um, you know, a real answer as to why they haven't got there. Because we don't we don't get people that are trying for the first time, just like yourself. 
we get right. people who have tried and failed multiple times. So that right. that assessment, that that answer is a huge part of the path people are going to go down. And just to give an example of that, I remember one of the first times I stepped in the gym and I said something to you about uh, the fact that my hip was bothering me. I'm sorry, my knee was bothering me. And then if I ran longer, then my hip started to bother me. And so we went through the whole functional mobility screening. And I remember you saying to me, you have limited ankle mobility. And it goes up to you. And it was, it was the first time that I realized that just because my ankles weren't hurting doesn't mean that that wasn't the cause of maybe my knee discomfort right? Or like that there's different reasons that different things might happen. So maybe my, my knee was bothering me because, because of my ankles or I was overextending or, you know, for whatever, whatever, the, whatever the case may be. And I, I never, I never thought to myself, oh, I figured if the, if the ankle was the issue, it would show up in the ankle. And you're like, no, <laughs> Unfortunately, no, it, it would be nice if that were the case, because that's how most of like traditional physical therapy operates. Um, but I think people are more progressive now and understand that movement matters. And even with all this, I think it, it, it's right in line with your current process. Uh, we've been in less of a need. I mean, in the last year, what have we done? Maybe two screens, one or two movement screens. Mm -hmm. uh, you've had to do it, do it less frequently because you're addressing sleep. You're eating more calories because the amount of food you eat really helps you recover and will allow you to move better. So, you know, once you start to peel back the layers, like, yeah, movement analysis matters, but giving yourself the right inputs and allowing for the right recovery and building the right base in terms of aerobic base movement, quality and strength, all that matters too. Yeah. You know, I used to think, how will I gain more time in my day? Uh, you know, everybody has, is given the same 24 hours and you know what I used to do is cut my sleep. Oh yeah. Until you taught me that sleep is crucial to everything, <laughs> to everything. And so when I when I made that tweak and I made that adjustment and started to sleep longer, ev my whole life changed really. I mean, I was able to work out more consistently. I was able to, um, I, I think I was just healthier overall. I think my immune system was stronger. And, and that's the only reason that happened is because you decided you wanted more, right? So you decided to go deeper. Like I said, you've already achieved what you set out to achieve. So later, it's been fun. But the reason the reason you're going that deep is because you want to accomplish more. And I think that's that's right in line with with you as an educator. Like that's why you, I think that's one of the signs that you take it very seriously because you talked about having coaches in different aspects of your life earlier. Like if yeah. you're always trying to learn and you're always trying to improve, you can actually, you're going to have a much better chance of actually solving the root problem. Absolutely. Right. 100%. Yeah. I mean, really. And I, and I do think that that's probably why I'm an educator is because I, I love learning. And I think, I think there's always something to learn. I mean, life just evolves, life changes. There's new information so there's always something to learn about, you know, whatever your goals are. So what are the, what are the main things you're learning about now? And it doesn't have to be fitness, like just where, where are you spending the majority of your energy? 
Oh, so it's interesting that you, you know, you bring that up because of course I'm working on my nutrition and my, my strength goals. And, you know, I'm trying to take, um, take it one step further than I ever have before in terms of my fitness and my nutrition. So of course you're helping me with that. Um, but in other areas of my life, I do have a side business that, that I I'm working, working with, and I have a business coach as well, uh, that helps me along with different decisions that I make within my business. And, um, you know, I, you know, that's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's something that I've always been interested in. Again, it's a, it's a learning thing. And then I'm just applying what I've learned. So, um, you know, I, I, I teach, teach all day, you know, I'm a mom and, and I, and I, I'm applying all the things that I'm learning to my business, my side business. So, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of things to focus on in a day, but it's yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's like, that's, we, we have to understand like enough about someone's life to understand, like have a real picture as to like at what, which pace it's going to be appropriate to progress. Like, you know, and if you look at everything you've achieved recently, um, which over the last year is a lot, like you, you're now maintaining at a weight, I won't say a number, but you're now maintaining at a weight that used to be your goal, like used to be the lowest you'd ever see. Um, you did this all throughout a pandemic. You did this all with working in education when outside of the medical field, that's probably the hardest place to work right now. So like, it's I would say be- in my in my 26 years of teaching this past year was probably my second hardest year. My, obviously my very first year of teaching was the most challenging because it, it was new to it, but this, this was, has been a very challenging year. What's the hardest part about it? I think just the adaptations that needed to be made, you know, adapting to um, helping the kids adapt to the online structure and even like for young kids, navigating technology in a way that they've never had to before. They're all tech savvy. They're pretty tech savvy, but there's still a lot to learn. And when, when you're not right there to help them. And then when they're in-person instruction, it's just, it's, it seems crazy, but like, I don't know, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm one of those nurturing teachers. Like I, I love the kids who need the hugs and, you know, I, I'm all about, let me make you feel good before I can teach you anything. Those, those pieces have been challenging for me in terms of having to stay six feet apart right? I have to keep the kids six feet apart. I'm not supposed to hug them. It just, it just doesn't seem natural. And so that's been an adjustment for teachers. It's been an adjustment for the students and it's been an adjustment for the parents. I mean, the parents that are home trying to teach their kids or help their kids with learning when, when they're trying to work has been, you know, absolutely challenging, absolutely challenging for them. So how you how are you balancing all this? I mean, you're in the hard one of the hardest years of your career. You're already active with your own side business, plus trying to learn more about it and take it to I won't say different places because I won't speak for you, but better places. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of all that, like you're making all these changes in your fitness. How are you balancing it? You know, I'm actually <laughs> I'm super organized, so I, I'm really. I'm trying to map out every single day. I'm trying to take all of my goals and apply my my goals to 
different time frames throughout, you know, throughout the day. So what I mean by that is I basically take a calendar or take a schedule and I write in what I'm, what I'm doing, like almost every hour of the day. And I know that sounds like super regimented, but that's how I feel accomplished. And that's, that's how I get things done. Yeah. And it's just because you want to accomplish more. And when you want to accomplish more, you need to be more regimented. So it, it makes sense. I think like what's going to be interesting for you over these coming months is seeing how we have to change your fitness, right? We were talking before about, uh, you know, Jody does four strength workouts a week, uh, for anyone out there listening, it's, she likes to work out. So it's the number she chooses. You don't have to do four to be successful. And we're trying to make a decision as to whether the conditioning workout fits in your schedule. So like we talked just before about maybe we add a little conditioning to the end of each workout, which frees up the fifth day. So I'm, I'm going to be excited to see how your process changes. Cause if you have less time available, it just means we manipulate the variables. If you can't work out five days, then we might eat a little bit more calories or we might get more non-exercise activity outside of the workout. It's going to be fun to watch. You see, That's where the coach comes in. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. Like, you, you know, you listen to me speak and you say to yourself, okay, down the road, she has X, Y, and Z going on, right? There's so many people who maybe they commute and they work really long hours, but yet they want fitness to be part of their life. They really want to concentrate on being healthier. How can they do it? You know, they think, oh, I don't have enough time for this, but there, there are ways that you're not thinking of that you, you can apply. And so, you know, I, I love that because you'll say, okay, well, you don't have enough time for this, then try it this way. And it's, I think it's the same thing that you're doing right now with yourself as a, as an educator and as a student, like you've had to adapt quickly. So um, it's just interesting how it bleeds into everything, right? Like my industry was affected very differently. I, I didn't make it a habit of hugging clients, so I don't miss that. Uh, but like we had to learn how to go I online. I really tried. <laughs> I think I've accepted a hug or two. I probably had like a, a fear, like a lot of fear on the face. There was a couple of times where I said, I know you don't like hugs, but I'm going to hug you anyway. <laughs> so with everything that you've, I mean, you've just essentially pointed out that you can balance a lot of things, right? Um, I think everybody's going to have a different threshold for what they can balance, but whether you're trying to do as much as Jody or you're trying to just have the basics, like, What's one piece of advice that you have for people when they're trying to balance things? You know, um, one piece of advice that I have is to, is to write down your goals and look at what, what is obtainable. And, you know, when you write down your goals, first of all, it's, it's right there in writing, right? I, you know, a lot of people will do it at the beginning of a year. I try to write down my goals and I try to revisit those goals. And sometimes I adjust them based on how things are going. And I don't look at that as failure. I look at that as I'm reevaluating, you know, maybe the amount of time I have in the day or, you know, whatever it may be. But if you write down your goals and then kind of like reverse engineer it and figure out how you're going to get there, I, I think you'll be a lot more likely to, to reach them. Yeah, I think that's that's perfect. I mean, you just really summed up our whole business. Thanks for giving the whole model away, Jody. <laughs> but no, that's, I mean, that's a perfect place to end because that's what this is all about. Like you have to, there has to be 
kind of, let's go back to all the pieces, right? There has to be consistency. Uh, there has to be a real, whether you want to call it diagnosis or assessment um, of as to where somebody is and why they're there. But then the real piece and the real way you put the whole puzzle together is you have to know where someone wants to go. And once you know where they want to go, then you can work backwards. I, I think the process, I, I love that advice because if you just start with the assessment and you start with where you are and you just try to move forward, it's the, it's unlikely you're going to get to where you inevitably realize you want to be. If you combine all those pieces and then you reverse engineer based on what you want to accomplish, it's you're going to be so much more successful. And that's where, if that's overwhelming to you, that's where coach comes in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. I, I will, I'll honestly say that if I didn't have um, coaching, if I didn't have you and, and Mike, I, I, and Jenna, I, I honestly think that I, there would have been times where I would have fallen off and it's not, it, it, it's not anything against me personally. It's just that sometimes you allow life to take over. And, you know, you mentioned the pandemic, working through the pandemic, I was like, I am not letting this pandemic take me, take over me, you know, and I went down and I made sure I moved my body and was thoughtful about the food that I ate. And I'm not going to say I was perfect. I definitely was not perfect, but I was happy coming out the same weight as I went into the pandemic. Right. And I, and I, I actually made some progress during that time. So I tried to make something positive out of it. That's a perfect place to end. So Jody, thank you for taking the time to hang out and uh, put share your story for the people. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's do it again. You're welcome. Oh, we will. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> so everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the What's Fit Show. And Jody, thank you for joining us. It's It's our goal to make sure that people understand that you can just define, you have to define what fitness is for you. And once you define what's important to you and once you define where you want to go, then we can set a path to help you get there. So friends, thank you for joining us. Jody, thank you again. Thank you. Later, friends. Have a good day. Hey, friends. Coach Ed here with The Fit Source. Thank you for listening to this episode of The What's Fit Show. At The Fit Source, we work with adults over 40 who have demanding lives and careers and give them the tools and guidance they need to be the healthiest version of themselves. Our members are normal people just like you who are fighting this fight every day and telling their stories as a way to celebrate their accomplishments and inspire others that they can do it too. If you'd like to learn more about the FitSource team, visit us online at fitsourceonline.com. Thanks for listening, friends.